Welcome to the One for the Money podcast. I'm your host, Johnny West. I'm a certified financial planner, and here I will teach you the tips, tricks, and strategies I use to help others retire early. This is the easy button when it comes to early retirement. Everything you want or need to know is right here. I'm so glad you join us on the show. Welcome to episode 11 of the One for the Money podcast. I am, again, both glad and grateful you have taken the time to listen. In today's episode, I'll share the case of the 7 million missing American children, which really is a story of how you shouldn't tax plan. And then I will not only share ways you should, but the order in which you should do so, some of which may surprise you. In the tips, tricks, and strategies section, I'll share a general tip about tax planning. Thank you for listening. Now on with the show. Let me start this episode with a somewhat sad story. One spring day in the late 1980s, over 7 million American children went missing overnight. They vanished. They're gone. Now, many of you may be scanning your memories, trying to remember such a horrific event. But when I share the date these children went, quote unquote, missing, it'll make much more sense. The day was April 15th, the deadline for Americans to file taxes. The year the children went, quote unquote, missing was 1987, which was the first year the IRS required tax filers to include the social security number for any claimed dependents for which they received a non-trivial tax deduction. In 1986, when taxpayers only had to provide the names of children, 77 million dependents were listed on tax returns. But one year later, in 1987, when social security numbers were required, only 70 million dependents were listed. I'll quote from an article from the LA Times. Is there implicit in this remarkable demographic change the merest hint of earlier widespread tax dodging? You bet your 1040 form there is. For a lot of years, millions of children were apparently and profitably created, not in the usual way, but solely through acts of imagination. When it became easier to check on the existence of such claimed exemptions, these dependents simply faded away. This was no nickel and dime scam. By 1987, with each exemption worth $1,900, the shrinkage in the pool of claim dependents brought the treasury an extra $2.8 billion in taxes. Now claiming imaginary children was one way some Americans mitigated taxes before the rules changed. However, there are definitely other legal strategies to reduce your lifetime tax liability in 2022 and beyond. Tax mitigation strategies are a key aspect of the planning I do with clients. As I've heard it said, everyone is required to pay taxes, but no one said you had to leave a tip. A reminder, you don't pay less taxes by accident, but rather through a proactive approach, will you mitigate any taxes owed? I'll highlight several tax mitigation strategies shortly, along with the order in which they can be pursued. Of course, all of this should be verified with a tax professional and a certified financial planner. I say both because tax professionals often only look at the past, the last year of when they're filing your tax return, whereas good certified financial planners will look to the past 
and the future and implement tax mitigation strategies over the subsequent years and decades. Now, here are the tax mitigation strategies in order of priority. Now, I should note that this is assuming you don't have high interest consumer debt like a credit card that needs to be paid off first and that you've already established your emergency fund. Now, the first priority for you to mitigate taxes is to participate in a company 401k type retirement account if you have one. Now, you should contribute to this because there is a company match. Now, that match is always pre-tax, but it is risk-free doubling of your money since your company will match your contribution dollar for dollar up to a certain percentage. You'll have to review the details of your specific company plan, but some matches are around 3% and some are as high as 10%, which is quite remarkable. The next step you should consider in tax mitigation is to contribute to your health savings account if you have one. Now, these are the only accounts that are triple tax-free. A Roth, a traditional IRA, 401ks, even 529 college savings accounts are only double tax-free. HSAs, the contributions are tax-deductible. And both the growth and distributions, if used for qualifying medical expenses, are tax-free. But you need to make sure you invest these funds as having them sit in cash won't do you any good because healthcare inflation is one of the highest rates of inflation out there. So you need to be invested to fight against that. Now, you may be wondering, why would I rank HSAs above other retirement accounts? And that's because... HSAs are essentially retirement accounts that exclusively pay for healthcare expenses in retirement. Now, according to a study by Fidelity, a retired couple will spend on average $250,000 on healthcare in retirement. And that doesn't even include potential long-term care expenses. Another reason why you may want to consider an HSA is because they have an additional and significant advantage over retirement accounts, which is accessibility. These can grow like a retirement account, but if you needed the money to pay for an unexpected medical expense prior to retirement, you can access the money before retirement without penalty. And that's a huge advantage. Now, HSAs make sense for anyone that is eligible and anyone who will have medical expenses in the future, which is just about everyone. However, if you have a chronic medical condition that requires you to see the doctor on a regular basis, you may want to select a non-HSA plan instead. I recommend you speak with a certified financial planner prior to selecting one to ensure you are considering all of the factors. Now, in order to contribute to a health savings account, you must have a qualifying high deductible medical plan. The contributions were limited to the following amounts in 2022. Individuals can contribute $3,650 and a family could contribute $7,300. And for those that are 55 years and older, you can contribute an additional $1,000. Now, if you still have money to save beyond the 401k match and health savings accounts, Then the third stage I would recommend you save is IRA contributions. The reason is that you may have limited investment options in your 401k type plans and the funds provided 
often have much higher fees. IRAs can offer more investment options at potentially lower fees. Now, if you can contribute to a Roth, by all means do so. And if not, contribute to a traditional IRA instead. There are income limits that you need to be aware of. So I definitely talk with a CFP first before funding these. Now, if you still have money left over to contribute after the company match, health savings account, and IRAs, then you could continue to save in your company 401k plan. And the reason being is they offer you the largest amount of savings threshold, up to $20,500 in 2022, and an additional $6,500 for those that are 50 and older. Now, a final option for those planning to help their kids pay for college is using a 529 account. I use them for our three boys and they are phenomenal, but you only want to utilize these if you're already on track for retirement. College savings accounts are quite incredible and I'll go over these in a future podcast episode. I hope you found this helpful. If you have more questions, feel free to reach out to me at betterplanningbetterlife.com. Now on to the tips, tricks, and strategies portion of the podcast. Welcome to the tips, tricks, and strategies portion of the podcast. This one will be short. When it comes to taxes and how to minimize them, you need to have a plan because you just don't pay less taxes by accident, but it's rather through executing strategies over the course of many years. So you really need to be proactive in your approach to mitigate your taxes. Let me just share one example. Most Americans save for retirement in what are called traditional retirement accounts. These are accounts where you choose to be taxed during your retirement when you withdraw the funds. So they haven't been taxed yet. Now, many people look at their 401k or IRA balances, and let's say it has 500000 or a million dollars, and they believe that that is all of theirs to spend, forgetting that those retirement assets are partly their own and partly the government's. Since they owe taxes on these funds, how much the government will take will ultimately depend on their planning. In my next podcast episode, I'll be discussing this very thing, which some call the ticking tax time bomb and a strategy that could reduce your taxes. That strategy is called a Roth conversion. That's it for now, and I hope you found this episode helpful. Thank you for listening, and until next time, remember that no one builds wealth by accident. If you want to learn more about how to build wealth to retire early, head on over to my website at betterplanningbetterlife.com. The opinions voiced in this podcast are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which strategies or investments may be suitable for you, consult the appropriate qualified professional prior to making a decision. There is no assurance that the techniques and strategies discussed are suitable for all investors or will yield positive outcomes. The purchase of certain securities may be required to affect some of the strategies. Investing involves risks, including possible loss of principal. Economic forecasts set forth may not develop as predicted, and there can be no guarantee that strategies promoted will be successful. All performance referenced is historical and is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. 
Individual tax and legal matters should be discussed with your tax or legal professional. Johnny West is a registered representative with and securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC.